It's there uh, we go. And we're live. That for those no one knows this except Cam and me. That took like twenty entire seconds. But welcome to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Matt Provatsky here with a mega Gopher Soccer transfer show. We are going one by one through the four big transfer announcements the Gophers have had this winter. First up is Cam Camellia. I, I I I think you said you go by Cam, so I was saying Cam. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Come in here. You are you played Cam played 40 games at Montana, earned big sky honors, career 838 save percentage. I think you have three years left. Um, first, I guess, first question. You you are Canadian. You went to Montana. Now you're coming to Minnesota. Why are you so damn obsessed with snow, Cam? Like, what's the deal? Like, how, how did you end up at Minnesota? How did this happen? You know, I guess you stick to what you're familiar with. And, you know, I chose snow all the way. And, you know, I mean, even like through my recruiting in high school, I never really thought about, you know, going anywhere that was like super hot. And personally, in my opinion, I think that um, I'd much rather layer. You know, you can always put on as many layers as you need, but if you get hot, there's only so many layers you can take off. So that's true. I mean, yeah. people can see what I'm doing. My house, mm-hmm. I keep my house at like 59 degrees. I'm insane. Like we, mm-hmm. we know what the vibe is. We know what yeah. it is. Well, Cam, I mentioned, you know, you started at Montana, you played a ton of games there, which for a young keeper, I think is way more rare than people think. Like, I think it's actually wild to be sort of your age collegiately and have that much experience. So you come in with a lot of, um, a lot of chops, but you, you know, you landed in the portal. What was going through your mind when you're in that portal in terms of what you were looking for? Like how did Minnesota get on your radar and just talk a little bit about that process of, I think all the drama internally players have to go through of like deciding to go in and then officially going in and then it hits and then it's happening. And what was that process like for you? Yeah. I mean, I have obviously zero experience with the portal and, you know, I was kind of after the end of this last season, I was kind of in a bit of a awkward area in terms of academics. I'm in a position to graduate early. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously I have like, like you said, several years of um, eligibility remaining. And so it was just kind of like awkward with school. And I also like, I'm a very academic person. And so for me, I've always wanted to put school first. And in terms of like a graduate program, like I really, really wanted to focus on like a good school um, academically that could, you know, fulfill my academic needs. And so I went into the portal very open-minded. I had a select few schools that I was very interested in. Okay. Um, very short list. And ironically, Minnesota was on there. And so, um, yeah, within two days of being in the portal, um, I had reached out to coach and yeah, I heard back from her and it just really got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple weeks of talking, went out to Minnesota, had a great time in Minneapolis, and then, yeah, made made the decision actually on New Year's Eve to become a gopher, and so, yeah. Nice. Well, you're, you know, you're, this this Aaron era of the gopher soccer program is having some, uh, there's some carryover in your academic nerdiness transfer vibe of, like, Gabby Cesaroni was the ultimate example of this, like, she talked about when she did her undergrad search, she like only looked at academic programs and then just like happened to email the soccer programs and say, Hey, by the way, I'm really good at soccer. Do you want me to play? And then she came here, you know, for her public health masters. For those who don't know, Cam is a political science major and apologies to all equal time viewers. They know Mark and I are both absolute political nerds. So Cam, I'm assuming you came here, you, you said you were searching based on academics. So you wanted to come to the Humphrey and like get your, what, your MPP? What are we doing? What's the program? Um, not a hundred percent sure. I'm actually following the direction that Gabby has gone okay. uh, to the MPH program first. Okay. And then um, public policy is also on there. And obviously, like you said, the Humphrey school of public policy is up there. So yeah, I mean, I, I've i kind of like tried to always just set myself up for the most success, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily focused. Obviously, I did my undergrad in poli-sci, and I don't necessarily want to continue like specifically, specifically just directly down the public policy international relations side, except instead right. like, expand my range 
Um, ultimately, I want to go to law school, but if that doesn't work out, I have something to fall on. I have a poli-sci degree and then hopefully something something else in a master's. So, yeah. Is there, I mean, we were talking even before we started recording, like the political science is not the most common uh, women's soccer major, at least in my and your experience. Maybe the rest of the world has tons of poli-sci like soccer players but i'm i'm just wondering is there going to be like a sort of sub caucus of all you political nerds like is it going to be you elizabeth overberg i can't remember who else is left like laney graduated so she's gone gabby was kind of political is is there going to be are we going to get a political nerd crew like am i going to be able to do a whole show with you all and talk talk campaigns talk politics i don't know i think that'd be pretty interesting i mean um Elizabeth Overberg was my host when I was uh, on my yeah. visit and it was, I didn't know she was a poli-sci major. And, you know, we just kind of struck up the conversation. She was like, Hey, I'm a poli-sci major. And I was like, wait, no way. Another like soccer poli-sci major. Cause I think in general, like I've maybe ever only had one or two student athletes ever in any of my political science classes. So it's really cool to like hear that there are other people on this team that have, you know, similar experiences with undergrad. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. I listen equal time always tries to socialize positivity about transferring like not every student's going to find the right spot the first time and we're also here to socialize positivity about politics so everyone get very political everyone get super nerdy like get super into it so Cam I was uh you know I was able to watch some some clips of of your film out out in Montana but for those who have you know not watched a ton of big big sky soccer and have not tuned in to see the Grizz, which is a really cool program. And Chris is doing really good work out there. But for those who haven't like tuned into that program, how would you describe your game? Like what certain things do you take pride in? Um, you know, what kind of, what kind of specialty do you think you bring to sort of the keeper crew that you're now going to be spending uh, every minute of your life with for the next like several years? Um, obviously Montana is a great program. I love it. Like, near and dear to my heart. I still train with them. I still talk to everyone. Um, they mean a lot to me. Um, and, you know, I think I'm most grateful for what Montana provided me with the most, which was confidence and, you know, someone who believed in me and believed in, you know, um, mm -hmm. the, like growing me out of high school. I wasn't the most heavily recruited player. Um, I knew I was good, but I was just, wasn't the most like statistically best performing goalkeeper I had. Um, I didn't really start until my senior year of high school right. with my club. So that was really difficult in terms of recruiting. Um, but, you know, I just really needed someone to take a chance on me. I knew I could perform. I knew I could, you know, bring what I had to bring. And Chris at Montana, um, you know, took that chance on me, believed in me, believed in the person mm -hmm. I am, um, believed in how I played. And so, yeah. And then once I got to Montana, I was really able to like showcase what I think I'm best at, which is um, distribution. It's like the mm -hmm. modern like goalkeeper. Everyone likes to use that term. Um, yeah. I think it's super important to have. I mean, you are the 11th player on the field and it's expected that the 11th player contributes as much as every other player does. And so I yeah. think that. And then also um, just experience. I think I've been in like every possible situation, you know, at college soccer at the college uh, soccer level at right. this point um i know what to expect i know um what to expect out of others i know what to expect out of a program and then i know um the standard that it, uh, a program a team a culture should be so yeah i'm really really excited nice i like yeah this distribution that's very true it's very in vogue for keepers now it's like everyone needs to actually know how to kick the ball and the which is great um and I, I'm really curious too. You talked about your official visit. Uh, we, we desperately try to get the real talk from recruits on here too, about like, what was your visit like? And everyone is too polite and too uh, strategic and too savvy to not give us the craziest party details or anything wild, but uh, like all jokes aside, what are those visits like? Like, what do you, you know, what do you go into? Okay. I'm considering Minnesota. I like their grad programs. They even have, you know, a good law school, whatever, like all these academic tie-ins. But then when you, you know, you get the invite to come to the official visit, you set it all up and you're coming here. What are like those, the goals you have for what you need out of the weekend? Like what's, you know, what is, are you like a mixture of like, 
is the team vibe good in terms of the teammates versus like how's the campus feel versus oh what if i can meet with someone from like this program like this literal academic leader or something what's all the stuff that goes into that for people who have never had to do like that kind of okay weekend like dive in what do i need to get out of this to make a decision yeah, obviously, um, you have a very short time period with official visits. So it's really busy, really crammed day. Um, I think, like you said, academics is important to me. And it's obviously a very important part in being a collegiate athlete. But I think before any of that, the most important thing is meeting the team, meeting the players, meeting the coaches. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you spend, if not every second of every day with them. And, you know, if the team, you know, the school could be, ivy league but you might not like the team you might not mesh with the team you not you might not connect with the coaches and in the end if you're not happy with the team that you're on at this school then why go to this school so you Uh know i i had um i focused i already knew that minnesota was a really good um academic program and i was pretty confident about that going in and it was more about you know the team culture the girls and Mm -hmm. um just seeing how you know a day-to-day life is and how um, the social aspect is so I had really good time hanging out with them got to know a couple of the girls got to meet um, pretty much everyone watched practices watched how they um, you know connected on the field that's really important and then obviously got mm-hmm. to watch um, coach mm-hmm. uh, with interact with the players and yeah you know really sold it for me how do they how do the coaches like obviously in a transfer situation even more i think than original like undergrad recruiting like a program obviously wants you to like there it's a little bit more two-sided to in my mind like a little bit more like program needs you know and so i'm always really curious like how the u sells itself like to to transfers like they're talking to someone who's been at maybe it's not a power five, but it's like a, a really good, it's a good team, like a winning team at like, I think a pretty well-regarded, you know, university, whatever they're talking to you. They know what you care about, but like, what was, what was Gopher soccer's pitch to you? Like, what are they, when you have to watch like the seven PowerPoints in a row from like every different part of the program, I'm really curious, like, how are they, how do they sell the program to you? Like, what's the spiel that they hit you with of saying like, this is why you'd be good this is why we're good for you. Like come to us. Um, I think it's very, it depends with every recruit. And mm-hmm. I think it, every coach really needs to get to know what each player is looking for. Mm-hmm. And I know the staff at Minnesota knew that academics was a huge part in my life. Mm-hmm. And so they really like pitched the academics piece super hard. Um, uh, one of my, I think my first interview actually, when I was on campus was with Kyle, the academic advisor for soccer. And, you know, I had such a great time talking with him and like, they love, they love Kyle. I I don't know. I can't remember if I've mentioned Kyle on the show before, but, uh, like he's super well-regarded. I try and hype up all the support staff. Like I always talk about SJ and Corey and like all these people, Kyle is like insanely well-regarded, the academic advisor for the team. He's like super super beloved in those in those halls Mm -hmm. yeah totally and he's like so he even like I wasn't even committed at the time and he was so supportive of like walking me through all the potential um, opportunities how we can make things work and like obviously as I'm now in the application process he's been with me every step of the way and so um, the staff really pitched the academic piece hard for me and then really they they I I also emphasized that I really wanted a great team culture and so um you know, we got to go see a hockey game, um, hung out with the girls, like I said. And ironically, it was the weekend of the National College Cup. And okay. so we, a pretty large group of us, got to watch both games together. And just, you know, I wasn't even committed yet. And I felt like I was really bonding. And so, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Cam and is it is it Zhu? How do we pronounce the last name? Cam Zhu. Zhu, like you're going Zoo. to Zhu. Yeah. Cam Zhu. <laughs> Incoming keeper transfer for Gopher Soccer. Cam, so excited to see you uh, suited up this fall. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll we'll have to learn more about politics, Canada, (laughs) everything. Next, we'll have to have you on again. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a great one. Next up, the the Serb herself. We got Yelena Zvilic, Serbian as hell, which I always love. Got to 
Yelena is no stranger to equal time coverage. Mm -hmm. Yell, you've played at the U of M uh, when you were with UIC. And I think we did a post game with you. You've had to deal with me forever because of that. You obviously are from Minnesota, which is, I think, unique out of all the four transfers. You're the one coming home, which is really exciting. Thanks so much for joining us, Yell. Oh, thanks for having me, Matt. I'm excited. We got, so I think I have this right. I think you should have two years left of eligibility. You did 45 games at UIC. Really, I think, you know, I've probably seen you play more than any of the other transfers coming in, so we can talk about your game in a second. But talk about what it, what about the U made you want to come home and play for the Govs? Um, honestly, I just always wanted to, to kind of, like, finish up at home after playing with Aurora over the summer and just, like, being home for the first time in the summer because I wasn't home the summer before. I stayed in Chicago. And so mm-hmm. being home and just being with family and then also just, like, being able to represent my home state for the U. I mean, my mom went to the U. She was on the dance team here. She was the captain. And I've been on the U's campus since I was probably like 10 years old, going to like hockey games, basketball, football. Like we've just lived and breathed Gopher sports ever since I was little. So being able to represent them now and be a part of it. And just, it's just amazing. Like, I'm so happy to be here. It's just very exciting. I love that tie in. Your mom was the dance team captain. That's so, that's so legit, by the way. So I, and I'd completely forgotten folks will know uh, Mark and I are both obsessed with hyping up the moms uh, <laughs> on equal time. Cause the moms are e- easily the biggest supporters of equal time. Our mom players, moms, the mm-hmm. coaches, moms, it's just like moms in general. And so now I know I get to have your mom on for a, what do the mom think segment? I completely forgot about this. This is great. Yeah, Yale's mom is the absolute best. She's like the <laughs> nicest person in the entire world. So, so Yale, you mentioned, um, you know, getting to come home is, is like such a fun thing. And honestly, Aaron basically had a similar journey. You know, you both were Chicago area folks and now coming, coming back to Minnesota. I think I, th- I would describe your game as sort of for gopher fans who, who want, comparisons as sort of Meg Gray in or even sort of similar to Sophia Romine honestly I think there's elements of that sort of jack of all trades like high work rate high grit rate um, kind of plays well in combination sort of could play wherever um, which honestly that can be a benefit but as a as a player it also can be a detriment you're like great now I get to play outside back what a freaking party but we're so you've probably seen the gophers play at least a little bit you've played against them a little bit you sort of are generally aware of of Aaron all that stuff where do you think you know you can play all these different places your game is pretty flexible but where you know if you everything worked perfectly and everything aligned perfectly where do you think you sink best in you know the sort of stuff you've seen of gopher soccer um yeah probably somewhere along the outside you know Mm -hmm. outside mid outside back Depends mm-hmm. like formation wise, either a wing back outside forward or a traditional outside back. Because yeah. um, I kind of came into college soccer as an attacking center mid and went mm-hmm. all over the place and then ended as an outside back. And then with Aurora, went up to outside forward. So I've kind of like mm-hmm. seen it all. And I guess I just really like the, the width and taking uh-huh. players on. And, um, I think probably anywhere along the outside. I mean, it is yeah. nice to be able to play a bunch of different positions, but I've right. started to get more comfortable with the wing and outside back. There's been a bunch. There's been a bunch of tinkering the last two seasons. Anyway, like the idea of me trying to predict where anyone will play is first of all, I'm always very wrong, but the idea of trying to do it now is especially wrong. So I'll I'll continue to keep being wrong. But I think in particular. You know, if the Gophers end up still running that three front, like a four-three-three with the true like wingers up top, mm-hmm. I've already started daydreaming, man. I've already I've already started daydreaming about like keep keep so keep Romine as the center forward instead of the ten. Put her at center forward. Put you on the wing. Put like Nemich on the wing. Like don't do full get Sadie Harper in the mix. Do full chaos press. Like no no holds bar and like. Erin is about to block me on her cell phone for sure. Cause anytime I text her about anything, I'm like, press, 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 press. Like all I can think about is the press. And I think, I think you do have that as part of your game, but talk about just kind of um, what some of your strengths. I mean, I, I'm sort of like speaking what I think your strengths are, but talk about the stuff you're sort of most proud of in your game. Like what you think your biggest selling points 
to a program like the U were for them being like, oh yeah, she's played 50 games. Like we know what her game is, but how do you sort of, when you have to talk to Aaron, how do you kind of like pitch your game of like, this is what I bring? I guess just being like a versatile player has really had its perks. I've kind of seen the field in a bunch of different places. So I'm kind of familiar with how other people play in different positions. So I know how to go up against outside backs because I was one myself or like going against attacking center mids or defending them. And I just, I don't know. I really like to take players on one V one or do that like combination play and just, um, get good like crosses and serves into the box stuff like that um, I think that's what my stronger suit is is just kind of going at players 1v1 taking my chance <laughs> taking my chances and hopefully making them look silly or something you you saying I love to go at players three times in the first five minutes is like you're just throwing bait at me you're just trying to get me psyched for the fall season you're just trying to get me all excited like you're you just you just know I'm psyched. You're like I said, you're sort of grit and do it all versatility. You're sort of a classic, like equal time all-star. You know, this that's the type of player that we always hype up. But I really think I really think you also like uh I mentioned the political stuff with with Cam before this. You also are like number one in my heart because you're the only college soccer player I've ever seen say they chose their college because they wanted to be in a big city. And you said that when you went to Chicago. And I love that so much because like women's soccer can be suburban as hell. And so when you said you wanted to be in a big city, I thought that was so cool. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's just, that's just super fun. But you, you obviously, you know, you're at UIC for two years. You, you're familiar with, with, you know, Minneapolis. What about sort of that city environment is something that appeals to you? Um, well, I had family in Chicago, so we've always like gone to Chicago in the summers and stuff like that. So it kind of felt like my second home. Um, and I just really liked being in the city because Mm -hmm. being away from home, kind of trying to just do college on your own and be your own person and figure yourself out. I feel like it was amazing to have two years in Chicago and kind of do that and go through just like life on my own in a little bit, like just being in a big city and, also like having things to do around there. I mean, there's always something to do in Chicago and same here in Minneapolis. There's mm-hmm. always something to do. It just, I really like like the appeal of being in a city rather than some like small town or something, just cause there's right. so much livelihood and there's just a lot going on. What's the go, what's the go-to let's talk Chicago. I know like, you know, truly nothing about it other than having been there 10 times in my life or something, but what's the go-to stuff like what would you what was the standard issue uh like activity for for you and you and the squad like what's what were the go-to spots um it's a very cultural city so I love that I mean there's like Serbian stuff you can do over there some guys on the men's team one was Ukrainian we went to a Ukrainian festival we lived in little Italy so there they blocked off the whole road for Italian festivals we lived by Greek town like Greek town there was like huge Greek festivals just like a lot of different culture aspects that you kind of like get to see all these different cultures and all these different people come together and it just really it was really cool or we'd be um, really close to Lake Michigan so we would just bike to the lake and be in the Uh city and that was super fun or we'd go downtown and there's always a lot of tourists like there's just always something we biked a lot as a team different places either downtown or something like that dude this is this is the first time i think a player has ever mentioned biking obviously i'm an absurd biking nerd too we're gonna yell like we're gonna rope you into some bike (laughs) content now like look out this is dangerous um (laughs) i think I think there was a point in the winter, you know, when I was chatting with Aaron and asking about uh, possible transfers and she was sort of, I think there was a point where she thought none of the transfers would be able to come in for spring. And I think, so you ended up, you're here for spring, right? Like you're with the program, which I think was a surprise to me in an exciting way. Cause I think that, um, that time to sort of get some reps and get comfortable with the program and all that stuff is really beneficial. Um, So I have two things I need to ask you about. First of all, just what is, you know, uh, what do you think that means for you to have that extra time to adapt? So we can, we can cover that first. And then the second one, I'm going to make you give all the intel you have on uh, Paige, who's an incoming freshman, but is early enrolled. So you have seen her play. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen it. We need to get some intel. So start with sort of what it is for you. And then we're going to get into the Paige scouting report. 
Okay. Um, for me, it's just awesome because I get to be with the team right now. I started up like winter trainings. Um, when I was cleared, I had to wait mm -hmm. to get my physical and stuff. So I got to work with Corey in the winter mm -hmm. with some of the local girls. So I got to know them a little bit before we even started in the spring, which was mm -hmm. very nice to kind of get the hang of stuff before getting thrown into it all. Mm -hmm. And then um, now here in the spring, like this was our first week of actual soccer practice. And it's just right. nice to be able to see how differently some people play or like I get to play with Sophia Bowman who I played club with and like I get to play with certain people that I haven't played with in a while so it's kind of fun to reconnect that way and uh -huh. it's just nice to like bond and gel before we actually start the season next fall because it starts like right away you, you get going so it's really nice to have this extra time the fall season I've started saying it more and more the fall season is nuts like I <laughs> I cannot believe every time it starts up again and then it's happening. Like, I cannot believe the hell you all go through, like, during the fall season. Like, it is the, the two days a weekend and the sprint. There's, like, no recovery. And then that that uh, that starts and then classes get added. And I'm just like, God, these these women are freaking Terminators, man. Like, this is, cra this is crazy town. Well, and so, Yell, you're, you're a spring enrollee, which I think for a transfer is maybe more... Um, more common and then this program hasn't had a ton of freshman early enrollees but Paige I think it's Kalal I, I'm probably saying it wrong Kalal whatever she's uh she is very hyped by the coaching staff like the coaching staff is very high on Paige like like possibly could play big minutes even start as a freshman level like hype to me which is very rare so give it give us the tea give us give us the inside stuff what's Paige's game give us the rundown yeah, she's my roommate right now. So it's really awesome to be able to both be the newbies like living together. Yeah. Um, but she's awesome, like work rate, phenomenal, technical, like a very, very skilled technical player, um, like really high IQ. She's kind of an attacking uh -huh. center midfielder, so knows when to like find those pockets of space for herself or distribute to others. So that's just really nice, especially being like an outside forward or a winger, like to have someone find those um, find you as an option and stuff like that but she's also very very technical player so like her on the ball I'm confident in her skills dude I need to chill I'm getting way too hype and the season's like nine months away I'm already getting like so psyched to watch this team it's the only heartbreaking thing is that the spring season is so kooky that like even when the team is available and you know I drove to Lawrence Kansas to watch the game last year like I go to these road games it's still so kooky because of player availability. So I can't even get my spring hopes up because it's like, who's, who's event, you know, if there's only, if you have to do a random three back one game and then the next game you do whatever. So I need to, I'll, I'll pump the brakes. I'll chill. I'll chill. Don't worry. Um, and I'm curious too, you know, when you were coming into the program, uh, you know, you have a Chicago, uh, had that Chicago connection and obviously, Meg, who's coming on next is, you know, Chicago area, even, you know, from, from Illinois and Aaron, like there was a joke with a guy on Twitter was like, Oh, I bet Aaron knows about Yale because equal time has been covering her. I'm like, or because Aaron coached in Chicago for 10 years and knows every single person in that whole city. <laughs> but was, was there any sort of Chicago connection? Do you think like, did she mention that she'd seen you or was aware? I know she knows, you know, the UIC coach like Dave and I know, there's so many webs of connections and stuff, but did that come up that Chicago connection? Um, not really. I know right. she like knows David very well and right. um, he was an awesome coach and obviously came from a big 10 program. So it was nice to have him as our coach mm -hmm. too. And she speaks very highly of him. And so it's nice that they have a great relationship. And then also just, she's from Minnesota. I mean, um, yeah. you know, we went to a few Aurora games and uh -huh. Um, so I, Nicole was very helpful to coach Nicole from Aurora and just, I don't know, I kind of just put myself out there. I really wanted to come home, be at the U. They're really the only people I was really like wanting to um, talk to and be a part of their program when I entered the transfer portal. And it's just, mm -hmm. I'm so thankful it all worked out because once I found out that it would start working out, I just didn't even want to look anywhere else and just make that my priority. Nice. Well, Yell, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, we don't want to just do comparisons, like straight up one-for-one -one comparisons, but there is a Meg Gray-shaped hole in my soccer heart right now. And I, I do think you're there's going to be some Venn diagramming of that of that <laughs> fandom. So, Yell, thanks so much for joining us and looking forward to see you in those spring games.
Awesome. Thank you for having me, Matt. All right. See ya. Next up. Oh my gosh. You guys, this might be, it might be, I mean, Mark got to interview Sarah Fuller. This might legitimately be like one of the shiniest, big timiest transfers incoming in my time cover the Gophers. Meg, you are in all everything, including all American coming in. So ex excuse the levels of hype that are going to be going on in the show, but thanks so much for joining us. Oh, you're muted. Do, did I mute you? Let's see. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. So, Megan, you you had seven, you know, 70 games at Loyola, 21 goals, 23 assists. We do only get you for a year, but that is the nature mm -hmm. of this game. We we have to ramp up quickly. Um, but first, first and foremost, let's just talk through you you go into the portal. You know, you're a very highly touted player, very well known. Like I said, I had that All-American year, but otherwise just generally very productive, like very consistent and productive. So when you go into the portal, you know, how does Minnesota get on your radar? Were, you know, were there programs you were considering or were you just sort of dealing with a deluge of messages like nonstop? Yeah, I really, I kind of just entered the portal to see what would happen and see who would reach out to me. And then... Once I started getting a lot of people interested, I kind of like responded to the ones that seemed like the most genuine to me and that I was actually interested in. Uh -huh. And yeah, Minnesota just happened to be one that seemed like it could be a good fit at the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's, what sticks out about a program like Minnesota to a player like you? Cause I think, you know, you've been in Missouri Valley, a 10, like you've played all these different, these different um, schools, you've played all these different programs, you've, you know, you've been through tournament play, you've been through it all. Like what sticks out about a program like the Gophers to a player like you that's had all that experience? Yeah, I think I, I wanted a bigger program and kind of a more like competitive conference. Uh -huh. And I mean, Aaron's like, Aaron reaching out to me, her, explaining like their program and their culture just seems very enticing for me as a player to go there. Right? Uh -huh. It seemed like somewhere I could really grow as a player. Right. Well, and I, you, you mentioned like once messages start flooding in, I like, I think a lot of players when they get in the portal are just drowning in messages. I, and I, this is not, this really isn't hyperbole. Like I'm sure it was on a whole different level for you. Like, what is the scale of programs we're talking? Like, is it like dozens? Is it hundreds? Like it would not shock <laughs> me if you got like 150 programs, like buggy, just because no. the portal is nuts. Like people don't get like the portal is crazy. Like it isn't coaches live in it. Like they are sending messages 24 hours a day. So what's the scale, like what's the scale you had to deal with, like in your email inbox, in your text, like all of that stuff. Um, like the first four days were pretty extreme. It there wasn't that bad. It was like maybe 50, like overall. Like, and but. is it mostly the other thing? So I finally have had a coach that showed me the portal uh, for, for years. I've wanted to just like literally see the portal. And one of the kookiest things about it is all it tells you is that a player is in it, but like, it doesn't list your email and your cell or what, you know, like it doesn't, it's, it's not like they literally just click email this person and then it emails you. Like they have to go get your email, whatever. So is it almost all emails or do they like hunt around and get your cell? Like what's, what's the vibe? Um, some of them, I mainly got emails. Some of them like would reach out to my like coach at Loyola yeah. and like get my number. And then I got like a couple texts. And then like once I responded to coaches, I would like text them because it's just like easier that way. Yeah. But yeah, I think the first day I entered, I like, I just like threw my phone away. I was like, I, I need a day to like process. Well, it's like, it's, it's also, it's that mo the moment you're officially in it is also sort of a culmination of a very like draining process. Even, even if everything is amicable and everything goes great and blah, blah, blah. It's still this like huge thing you have to deal with of like, okay, now I've personally decided, okay, now I've told some people, okay, now I've told the coach, okay, now I've told the team, okay, now it's yeah. official, okay, now I'm in. It's like the culmination moment, too, of probably just like, ugh, like, finally, I'm just in it. Yeah, it's very, like, 
it's like once you're in it like you're in it now you're like oh okay now there's no going back right yeah it's like a it's a crazy process but so you have so you have you know you have those dozens of folks reach out at least like the cold email thing of like hey Megan love your game we'd love to have you here you know blah 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 and then in your head, plenty of those are sort of automatically not on the radar. And some of them are sort of on the radar. And some of them are like, oh, interesting on the radar. How do you even go about parsing those options you have? So like, let's pretend all of them offered you the same thing. You thought all of them were good to some degree. Then how do you even go about, you know, sort of reviewing those options? Like, do you try and watch some film or is that like way too long and boring? So you just try and talk to the coach? Like, do you scroll players on social to see what their vibe is? Like, do you just look at stats? Like, what what do you even use to try and compare those programs? Yeah, I mean, even in my, like, when I was like in high school, like looking at schools, I always kept like my, like a small pool of schools I was looking at. Uh-huh. So, like, this time around, I basically did the same thing. Okay. And I knew I wanted to stay, like, semi, like, local, like, Midwest. Yeah. So, I mainly, like, looked at that. And then I would just look at, like, I would go on the school's, like, website, look at, like, stats. I, kn- I didn't watch any film, really. But yeah. Well, it would be, yeah, honestly, just, it would just take too much time. Like, all even if yeah. you wanted to and you were, like, a film person trying to watch like multiple teams and like multiple games of multiple teams it's like no that's a job like no screw that yeah yeah and it's like i'm i'm not the one playing i'm like so it's it's just weird i don't know i just chose not to watch any film but you could get a good feel of like a team just like like talking to the coach and looking at like the girls on the team right what's the and i'm i'm really curious too i mean once you're actually talking to Aaron and Aaron, you said, you know, part of Aaron's appeal was it seemed like that outreach was genuine and like she came across well and all those things. But what was her, what's her, what's her pitch to you? I mean, like, what's this, what's the way that she said like, Hey, this is how you would fit. This is why you would fit. This is what we do. Like what's, what's that pitch? Yeah. So I think she, I had played against, cause she used to coach at DePaul. So I played against her my freshman and sophomore year so she did kind of know me as a player right so that I think helped her like she's like I know you I know how you play you would be you would fit in really well with our team and our style mm-hmm. and I think for me she knew I wanted to like go somewhere where I could grow and like get to that next level and I think yeah, yeah she basically pitched her like coaching staff like they mm-hmm. had a she had a lot of confidence and being able to get me where I want to go right yeah like we have we have a player who's literally been an all everything college player who then went to the NWSL like who's like in Maya Hayes it's like what other forward coach like do you want like it's yeah Yeah. for sure well and I I'm curious too um just for you know if if fans have not watched a ton of like Loyola soccer or happened to not see you when you played in summer league squads, which I know actually I've, that's why I've seen you play a couple times too. But if folks haven't seen you play, um, how would you describe your game? Like, what would you say your, your strengths are and what do you, what do you try to bring, bring to the table? Yeah. Um, I think my strengths are definitely speed and like just work ethic. I think my like work engines pretty big so I can go for a long time without getting too tired and then yeah just ability to take people on like 1v1 and get to goal uh-huh it's I mean it's it's dangerous you saying you have a high work rate because Aaron Aaron has been known to let uh let killers stay out there and be killers like mm-hmm. moment there was those there was games like two years ago where like Meg Gray and Kenna Bison were going 90 even as outside mids like Sophia Bowman's a Terminator. This team is like, she's racking up Terminators. You all are, you all are wild. So let's, there's been, I think I mentioned in a previous, uh, one of the previous uh, players, there's been some tweaking as Aaron sort of finds the right way to sort of fit players with each other and find the right tactics and all those different things. And, but let's pretend, let's pretend that like the four, three, three is what sticks. And it's a pretty standard, like three top, you know, or three up front. Do you, you know, where in that formation do you think you naturally fit best? Is it sort of that outside wing and you just like stretch the hell out of the defense and just make outside backs lives a living hell? Is, is that the, 
Is that the thought? Yeah, I, I think I would be most like beneficial out on like the right wing, but okay. just like, yeah, taking that space, getting like end line, crossing it back. That's uh-huh. like pretty much what I've done for the past four years. So, uh-huh. yeah. Nice. I, yeah, I will say I watched some clips, like uh, I watched some clips of you just sort of embarrassing defenders and it was it was getting me pretty jacked for sure i was pretty psyched i i will say and now in the background not in the show jordy is here and so now she does get to hear this the word on the street is jordy is really good in the air she's sort of a standard tall center back type uh player type that's good in the air but megan we both know you had a header goal like on a corner kick <laughs> like are you going to challenge that aerial supremacy as like a big dog, five foot three winger? Are you going to bring an aerial threat to, to the team? Is that going to be something? I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. So <laughs> if the ball comes to me, I'm jumping for it. <laughs> That's great. I mean, you, you said speed, speed is your game, but like, yeah, go, go in, be an aerial threat. The, the team needs it for sure. Well, and and Megan, is there anything about, uh, you're obviously, I think you're from Illinois, right? And then you were in Chicago. Uh, what yeah. about Minnesota? I also need to throw this at you. What about Minnesota are you excited about trying now that you're up here? What sort of absurd stereotypical crap are you are you looking forward to testing out for real mm-hmm. now that you're up in Minnesota? I think, um, what is it, curling? Isn't that big? Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe do that. You'll do curling? Okay. Yeah. Is there, there's no other, like, there's no other stuff that you've seen in like silly, like the movie Fargo or like mall. Do you have mall of America vibes? Like what's the, what's the stereotypical? I've been to mall of America. Actually, this is a better question. What is the stuff as an Illinois person that you think of Minnesota? Like top five things you think of Minnesota. Do you just think of the accent snow mall of America and like cheese curds? Like what, what's the stuff that Illinois people think of Minnesota? I grew up with my mom, like watching Mary Tyler Moore. Like, the oh, show. So yes, that's great. That's kind of that's kind of where my mind goes. Okay, but you yeah. are you are the only twenty-something in the entire world who would give that answer. By the way, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, Mary Tyler Moore, and then when you came up to camp, like what other stereotypes were you expecting to get hit in the face with? Like you come to campus, were you just waiting for people to say like, Oh yeah. Like what was, what were you expecting when you come up? Yeah. Like, like hockey players, like saying bag, like big (laughs) stuff like that. That's great. That's great. Well, Megan, be careful. I actually think an equal time feature of you going curling is in the future now. So <laughs> dangerous. No one can mention stuff on these shows because I will do content around it. So that will <laughs> that will happen. Megan Damich, all everything. Uh, incoming winger transfer for the Gophers. Uh, excited to see you this fall, Megan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Last but certainly not least, we got Jordy Rothwell. Incoming uh, defender transfer played down at Creighton. Uh, like many of the players on tonight's show, has an Aaron Chastain connection. You were, of course, balling out down in the Big East. Aaron had to face off against you uh, at least a, at least a few times in in your in your era. Jordy, thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's nice to finally meet you. Yeah. So you. You were a stalwart down there for Creighton, you know, played 60 games over four years, tons of minutes, many, uh, you know, innings eater down there on the back line. My sources down in corn country, as I mentioned uh, during Megan's segment, uh, tell me that you are you're good in the air. I think you're like five, nine. So you have you have good positional size. Um and I don't want to set the bar too high. Minnesota did have maybe the most absurd like defender grad transfer aerial threat situation of all time last fall. I, I don't think it's fair to be like, are you going to have six header goals as a center back? But let's, let's pretend that the Ceseronian crown is up for grabs. Just talk about your game. Is that the aerial threat part? Sure. But talk about your game. If folks want to get hype about you playing in, you know, maroon and gold. 
Um, no, I like heading the ball. I love heading. The ball. I love getting the challenges. I love winning the ball in the air. Um, the ball shouldn't be in the air real- realistically that much, besides in the box up across. Um, but in the women's game, especially, like the ball is pretty much bouncing around a lot. Um, so yeah, if the ball's gonna be coming in the air, I'm gonna I'm gonna head it for sure. Um, I think, and I've met Gabby, and she's a wonderful human being. But yeah, six goals in a season. She she's a She knows what she's doing. I, um, I think I'm, not, I'm yeah. still not I'm still not sure that Gabby's real. I'm still not sure that I didn't dream <laughs> that sort of like D3 All American comes in and starts in the Big Ten is one of the best center backs in the conference. Is just like I I still think it might actually be like a cartoon I dreamt up. So we're but I, honestly, Jordy, you're coming in. I haven't, you know, we I've not seen a ton of your a ton of your film. I've not watched a ton of your games. But I did go through on Y Scout. I mentioned with someone else too. I you can go and look at like play types. And mm-hmm. I actually started by looking at goals or whatever, but then I actually yeah. got down to business and watched your fouls and your like your contests. And you're like you're super you're super gritty like you're you know you're defending strong it seems like you really sort of use your frame well like you're you're constantly running through players there's actually a lot of fouls that were just not fouls but a player fell down and so you got whistled like when I'm watching it I'm like that wasn't a foul but someone did fall so I guess they blow a whistle um but actually the biggest thing that stuck out to me was just how locked in you seem all the time like I think what I couldn't get over is seeing you, what you were doing physically made me think about what you were doing mentally. Like you were constantly adjusting position, staying in position, trying to be in front, like shoulder shoulder check, like quick shift, all those things. Talk about that mental side of having to be that like last line of defense before the keeper. Cause it seemed like that's a huge part of your game just based on what I was seeing. Yeah, no, I would I would say freshman year, it was a learning curve for sure. Um, coming into college for most anybody, um, I'm not going to lie, I did give up a few PKs. <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot since then, um, just about awareness. And as a center back, I'd say I'm pretty conservative. Right. Um, here at Creighton, we focus a lot about like distribution possession. possession. So it's mostly for me, it's one-two touch. Right. Um, not very often will I play a long ball because it's a high, there's a high potential that it's going to be ripped off. Um, yeah. I do play, play out of the back, play one, two touch. Um, so that is personally mm-hmm. my game is just trying to, and I, I'm very vocal and I like to command my back line and the center mids. And sometimes I mean, maybe a little too vocal, but um, I just like to you know, me talking keeps my brain going. And so if I'm order like telling people what to do or like making sure they see right. it, then it helps me to like be able to look around as well. Well, you and you and Plashko can have shouting contests then. You both oh, yeah. can be <laughs> back there. I didn't realize it because half the time I'm in the box and the windows like aren't open or whatever. And then the few games where I'm actually outside, I was like, good lord. Because people talk about how Plashko is like really loud and she's screaming all the time. And oh, then she, yeah. oh, but once you actually experience it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, she is, <laughs> yeah, she is barking out there, um, which is sort of a keeper and a center back thing. So it's good. You both, oh, you yeah. both should be. <laughs> um, well, in that long ball, yeah, I definitely saw a few clips of that. Um, and I think what you described of like having to adjust as a center back, like as a freshman is like so insane. Like it's so rare for players to be impact players as freshmen in any position, but to do that on the back line is just like, bonkers town like like truly crazy um you come in with so much experience like all having to go through all of that and now you bring that with you as a veteran what was it you know about what was sort of the gophers way of talking to you about how you would fit in like what was their conversation with you about sort of wow it'd be great for you to do x you know we'd love for you to be able to do y yeah, I think mostly talking to Aaron and the other coaches, it's, yeah, Gabby was a wonderful addition to their back line. Um, and obviously she's gone. So right now there is, there's a hole like that they wanted right. to fill and putting somebody like E is a wonderful, like a wonderful, great center back and putting somebody yeah. next to her that's a little like is more experienced, like three more, like I, have, I think two years on her, but it's like, yeah. she's growing as a player, but then having somebody that isn't like, that isn't as new as well is like balance yeah. kind of balances out a little bit um mm-hmm. and kind of talking to them they're like we would ideally like to hopefully move into playing more out of the back more of like a possession style yeah. um but obviously it depends depends on the pressure depends on the game plan everything like that um 
Yeah. So I think just from that aspect, just kind of looking to fill the position where um, Gabby was playing and just trying to make it like make a difference, but also be able to benefit the team. And, yeah. Um, hopefully bring bring us to a Big Ten championship for sure. So. I love it. This is I I don't know the last <laughs> time a player came on or even a coach and said like, yeah, we want to win a Big Ten championship and do it. I like. I'm ready for all these statements. Like I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's start. Let's start. Like put it on the bulletin board. Let's get wild. I'm here. Um, and I'm really curious for you, you know, you go into the portal. I mentioned with, with Meg and all these other people I'm talking to today. I mean, you for sure were deluged with tons and tons of messages. Like if you're a consistent starting center back, who's played at the big East level, like for a team like Creighton, like basically every team in the country can use a player like that. Like even if you have two starting center backs, I'm sure there were teams that like literally have two starting center backs and still thought, holy shit, if we could have Jordy on the squad, like as a, like an insurance policy, like every team in the country could use a player like you. So for you, what did you go into the portal thinking? Like what were, what was your mindset of sort of, here's what I want with my sort of final year? Um, so honestly, growing up, I always wanted, so I live 15 minutes away from UW-Madison. Um, okay. So kind of grew up going to those games all the time. And I was like, okay, I want to go Big Ten. I want to do this. Um, when I was a freshman, there was a lot of development that needed to be had. Um, and I chose Creighton just because it, I mean, you mean, it was... You mean in your, in your own game, you're saying? Oh, yes, yes, yes. A lot. I mean, me- physical, mentally, yeah, everything. <laughs> but... I and then I chose Creighton because it's just the best. I don't regret my experience there at all, but here at all, I mean. Um, but I looked at myself and I was like, you know what? Well, you've been here for four years. You're not supposed to be like without COVID, you wouldn't be here. Right. Um, and for another year. And so I was kind of like, I was evaluating. I was like, you know what? Like I thought long and hard about what I really wanted to do. And I, um, to be honest, like a little, I was a little comfortable with where I was. Um, uh-huh just kind of like you've been there for a long time like you've established right. yourself and um you kind of know what you're gonna get besides right. like the team that you're playing um and so for me I thought personally like from a growth aspect to going to play for Aaron and I've I saw her play DePaul like saw her mm-hmm. uh play yep. against her team in DePaul and I know her coaching philosophy um and so yeah I was talking to a few teams and then I really like talked to Aaron I went on a visit to Minnesota and I was like you know what I got I had a day like I came home and my sister like saw me like really happy she's like you know you're going there and I was like well like I don't know yet like I'm gonna sleep on it um but no like I just really got good vibes from Minnesota and the program and the girls are great the coaches are wonderful um yeah and they just to me like they need that's I'm something that they need and for me like I'm not going into a graduate program so I could kind of choose like selfishly I could choose soccer um so yeah obviously I'm gonna take classes and I I mean I'm focused on school but it's like I could choose something to help me grow only pretty much as a soccer player and so I thought why not yeah very happy that is that is a luxury to be able to say like you know and I I think you're someone who I like I would I would hope you have pro ambitions like I I think I that's what you know I'm assuming you have pro ambitions of like let's try something harder and see what we can do and it's like the idea of especially a fall sport athlete and the way the calendar works, it's like, if you're going to go in and you don't have to do a full year program, it also gives you the flexibility of like having the mindset from jump of, you know, I I might not actually do a year with this program. I'm I'm actually here for the fall because, you know, I want to either try to get drafted or try to go overseas or try to Mm -hmm. do whatever. So it's also a little bit different of a choice. I have to imagine when you sort of go in eyes wide open of, yeah, Hey, I'm committed and I want to be here and it's really cool, but it might actually be a six month thing, like not a, you know, 12 or 11 month thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's to be sort of eyes wide open about it, I'm sure is helpful too, because then you just go in knowing what you need to do. It's like, I only have so long to like make an impact and do whatever. And yeah. yeah I, you mentioned you had development left when you were, when you were young, there's a lot of development to do. I'm curious yeah. from your perspective, especially as a center back, the physical side, like the strength side, you know, was there, was there, was there a, um, a challenge of having to be like in a legit, you know, strength program, like trying to put on, you know, put on size, like all of that stuff of just like, how do I fill up my frame? How do I, you know, t- talk a little bit about that side of it, because I think people probably don't appreciate 
like the shock value that can come of having to be in a big time uh, like strength program for the first time. It's interesting that you bring that up because so going into Creighton, we didn't during the season, we don't lift a lot. Um, And I think Uh I was pretty much the same frame freshman year as I am now. Um, Probably I would say a bunch stronger, but um, I think from the biggest, the biggest thing for me was learning the college game is so different from high school where it's like, Right. You get the ball. You don't have like three seconds on the ball. You have like one, like one second. They're coming blazing at you. Like, yeah, I can't even. A few of the preseason games, I would just give the ball away, and I, it was just like, this is great. Like, this is insane. Um, so there's a learning curve for sure. Um, but once you, I mean, once you get it, you understand that it's fine. But as yeah. a center back, it's like you, you can't pass the ball away. <laughs> it's like yeah. you're. Yeah, so that was the biggest – that was the hardest part for me. And then, like, the spring following, just working on speed and strength, um, it uh-huh. only benefits you. Um, so – Right. To me, well, and, and like I said, I from the clips I saw, you know, you have plenty of positional strength and all that stuff. I find – I just – there's there's certain players, like the – this is so long ago now, but, like, Maddie Gaffney is a great example who was um, an outside back uh, in my early time covering the Gophers. And now she's actually an assistant coach at South Dakota – and she talked about she talked about going into college. She was ninety pounds, and she's she's like five five or like five five six. Like she's not super short, and she weighed literally ninety pounds. And so she was like really proud of gaining, mm-hmm. I think thirty five pounds or like yeah. you know like, which is if you start at ninety, like being able to put on weight like would be so hard. <laughs> and so she, I just think of those stories about players who come in. And it's also funny because I think like my examples, I always compare, you know, like Ari Del Moral and Athena Kuhn have really similar frames, like for gopher nerds, but like, they don't play the same, like you use the frame differently and all that stuff. So it's, yeah, I, I'll get out of my use of body frame uh, rabbit hole that I somehow get into. (laughs) Um, Well, the, and I'm curious too, you know, you, you had that Big East connection, you know, what, um, you kind of probably had a general vibe the way Aaron was selling how the program would play in Minnesota, but what was the, um, like, what about the Minnesota style of play stuck out to you in terms of, Oh, this is what center backs do in your system. Oh, this is what, you know, this is what the back line does. And I know you mentioned she sort of liked the idea of doing more distribution eventually and all that kind of stuff was, was that sort of the main selling point of, I think I'll be challenged and I want to be challenged. Yeah. I think from that aspect. Yeah. I, saw i i watched i haven't watched a lot of minnesota play actually um what really draw me i watched one of the first halves of the minnesota michigan state game and it was they were neck and neck and it was just like a battle and then i went on my first on my visit i went to like the practice two practice two practices and it was just the amount of like grit and effort and intensity uh-huh. and fun that they were having. Um, and especially like if they're going to play a four back, that's new for me. Cause we played a three, five, two at Korean. Um, okay. It's just to me, like the whole, and even like the big 10 is a different, a power five conference is a different step from yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's as good as Big East. Like, see, I, you can't compare. Sometimes right. it's hard to compare each conference, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but it's just a different style of play. But it, from that aspect, it's like, it'll be a new experience and a learning experience of like getting with a whole new group of girls for a mm-hmm. season and like a new team, a new playing style, um, a new formation, um, confidence and, the, and in all those ways you can grow and make yourself a better soccer player or you have to, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, that stuff is always really interesting to me too. The idea of like what matters to players, what matters to coaches. Like I, I just think the idea of um, especially folks like you who have done like the full four years and then you're doing the grad year of Mm -hmm. the idea of like testing yourself in a new conference is like, Mm -hmm. it's, that's just something I'm sure competitive players want. Like the idea of, well, I know what I can be in this. Like, can I do it in that? The idea of testing yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. Last, last two things, Jordy, as I am probably the only person who reads the uh, bio sections of college soccer teams websites. So two, Mm -hmm. two, Two facts that you have on there. And I also love what stuff college programs put on there or not, because they all (laughs) for you two things on there that I noticed. The career goal, you put exercise physician's assistant. And we just need to talk about that. I need to be your career coach right now. Like 
we can't have the career goal being the assistant. Like we need to clarify this. Are you talking about like, that's the first job we need to aim high is what I'm saying. We need to, we need to go, go big. But were you trying to say that's what your like first job out of school would be? Or is that so, like, let's do that forever. So mine is, so the idea would be like an exercise. It would be in, what am I even, I don't even say physician's assistant in sports medicine. So oh, gotcha. med school, so it's like, I'm going to go to 28 months. It, PA school is 28 months. Um, yeah, this is okay. See, now we're back in a space I'm used to because oh, I've yes. been heartbroken by people leaving for PA school. April Bakken didn't play pro because she wanted to go to PA school. <laughs> Meg Gray is like, she almost left the Gophers and didn't do her fifth year because of PA school. Like I'm scared of PA school, Jordy. So I do know about yeah. PA school. <laughs> yeah. So um, ideally, yeah, I would love to be an exercise physio in sports medicine Nice. Um, I long I've had a lot of stints of injuries and have interacted yeah. with a lot of medical professionals. And I thought, you know, what, hey, like being a PA would be amazing. I don't, I don't want to go to med school. I don't want to go yeah. to that many years of school. Um, so if I can be in the healthcare field and be able to help other athletes and with the PA nice. profession, there's just so many positives that come with it. So I'm yeah. really excited for that. But it's like there's no rush for me um, to right. go to PA school. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the other one is New Girl was listed as your favorite show. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a big fan of New Girl. I think yes. a lot of people your age, especially in the shutdown, like it's on Netflix, it gets binged. Like I think New Girl had a giant renaissance and, and new mm -hmm. audience, whatever. Um, this is a really simple question. Like who would you be on that show? Which of, which of the core characters? What do you think? It's so hard because I, Jess, Jess has grown on me over the years. Like that's one of uh -huh. those shows that I've watched probably completely like three or four times, but then it's oh, like, yeah. if I'm bored at night or like, I'm, yes. you know, like you're feeling down, you feel down you know, it makes yeah. you feel better. Um, it goes back and forth because I love Nick a lot. I think mm -hmm. he's hilarious. Um, mm -hmm. But Schmidt is like kind of like that type A kind of like, I don't know. I like, I like both of those, those two. I would say I'm either like, I'm probably a mix of both of them. You're a mix of Schmidt and Nick. Yeah, I'm in the middle. I'm not. I'm not that super is... tight like that. But I'm like. But I'm not. I'm. I can still be laid back too. Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't do like the day drinking level of a Nick. No. But you. Yeah. That's. But you also aren't the the militantly type A of a Schmidt. So yeah, I could. Okay. That. that and it could be more. Thing. It could be more closer to Schmidt, but okay. it, it is a little more like I. I could be laid back. I can. I'm not in a rush where I'm going, you know, like I'm, in, I'm enjoying the ride kind of deal. Um, and I feel what like are, it kind of embraces that. So. <laughs> what are some of these type A tendencies that we need to get out now? So your teammates are aware of what are some, like, do you have certain stuff you like the locker room has to be a certain way or your pregame has to be a certain way. What's the stuff we need to like get out into the ether. So it's not going to be a surprise come season time for these teammates. No, it's not. I mean, it's not necessarily. I just like to have like the ball. I like to have everything ready. I like okay. to before a game. I mean, I, I, everyone has their pregame rituals. Yeah. Um, what's yeah? What's yours? Walk, walk us through the pregame ritual. Well, pregame pregame mostly for me would be. I mean, you listen to music. You have your like playlist, okay. um, and then my dad actually has been able to come to many of my games, and so that I do a handshake with him before every okay. game. Um, so then those are like, those are my two pretty main, like main pregame rituals. Okay. Um, and like type A, I just, I hate being late. I just, okay. you know, and I, yeah, I just like to like when there's order, but not too much. So I'm not, okay. I'm not going to be like, guys, you have to do this, do that. But I'm like, well, at the same time, if you're going to show up late to practice and maybe not work very hard, we're going to have some problems. Okay. I can, t I can tell why you would vibe with Aaron. I can, t I can tell oh, some yeah. of the elements. Oh yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's cutthroat. What, She's. And what is, what is, what is your dad's name? Mark. So we're going to be on the lookout for Mark. I obviously, yes. I mentioned earlier in the show, you were, you were not here and, and you wouldn't know this as only a new uh, equal time adjacent person. We have started mm -hmm. featuring the moms, which oh. is the cat moms are easily our biggest supporters um they they share our content they are patreon supporters players moms my mom 
Aaron, Aaron's parents, everyone's, everyone's moms. But I did get really funny pushbacks from Sophia Romine's dad. He gave me shit mm-hmm. and he said, what about the dads, dude? What about the dads? And so, so now I will probably have to start featuring some dad content too, yeah. just so I don't get accused of hating fathers. And so mm-hmm. your pregame handshake will be one of the first things that the dads get featured on. So all the dads out there, you know, I love you too. I, I don't just drink with you in the parking lot before games. I also <laughs> will feature you on the channel. Don't worry. <laughs> That's great. So Mar- Mark, you can look forward to that. We will get yeah. you. You'll be the first dad we feature. I'm committing to that. That's on <laughs> he'll, the talk you, he'll talk you off. I don't know if you don't want to do great. that. But. Well, they all, they all do. The dads all do. They all do. For sure. For sure. They're just so well, passionate. <laughs> they are. and Well, and they really just want someone to listen to them. That's, that's a yeah. man thing. Men just want... To people to have to listen to them well Jordy Jordy Rothwell coming in stud center back coming in to uh try and uphold the aerial threat center back grad transfer uh throne that we have here up with the Gophers excited to see you this fall Jordy thanks so much for joining us Thank and you thanks so much, so much for everyone for tuning in. all right have a wonderful weekend